0: insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends, here we go.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to activespirituality.life with Pamela Kuchinel and Susie Mazzoli. Welcome to week 17 of 2022. Pam's gonna tell us all about the week starting Monday April the 25th and then I will be back just after the beginning actually we're going to be going through to the 1st of May and then I will jump in with our meditations what's in store for us Pam for this last week of April
0: okay well this is the big week in that we have an eclipse and new moon as the week progresses so Some of us may be feeling that sense of what's ahead, and the best way to deal with this week is to get things done, get it off your desk, wrap things up, put in place things you want to put in place. We're in the waning moon cycle before we get to the new moon at the beginning I mean, rather, at the end of this week. And so it's important to prioritize, make things happen. And this is especially strong on Monday and Tuesday because the energy of the moon uh, movement is on our side to get things done and work in ways that are really therapeutic so it doesn't matter what your work is or what you're trying to get done i'm not just talking about healing arts but when i say it is therapeutic what i mean is that what's happening is we are able to really really go into what needs to be addressed so it's a it's a heightened sixth sense and beyond that happens on Monday, Tuesday, especially for people with a lot of water or earth in their horoscope. It's this heightened sensitivity to what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, and why it needs to be done. And the focus isn't so much on the why in that, you know, logically, this is why I have to do that. But it's more that the why comes in with, no, no, this takes precedence. This has to happen now. I am feeling the flow of this to make it unfold. And that ability to trust that over Monday and Tuesday is really going to work well for some of us. We're going to really move into the ability to be free and clear as we get to that new moon energy. So, if you're thinking well i don't have earth and water what's pam talking about i'm not going to have an excellent couple of days that's not necessarily true because there are people in your life you're being affected by could be businesses that are earth and water uh, emphasis Uh, it could be your partners your family members there are and what's important here is to not fight the wave. It's really, I I actually saw this little video that, you know, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all the different mediums, people will send you these little videos or things. And most of the time I Just I have a clock and it's like, no, I'm not getting lost in whatever this is. But the one I saw this morning was really powerful because it was about this lifeguard who had gone into the surf to rescue somebody in a boogie board. And then when he was working his way out after the one person had been rescued, he slipped because he was walking up this rocky beach and got swept back into the high surf. So a surfer who was watching it from the beach went diving in and uh, the two men were able to write themselves on the board in a helicopter. I mean, it was quite dramatic all in about 30 seconds, but I bring it up. Because that's the power (laughs) that is available on Monday and Tuesday. It's this Pisces moon energy that is all about how are we connected in the big universal unconscious. And when we are heightened awareness of this and we are working together, we can survive the tsunami and come out. Really, the heroes of our own movies, of our own stories. So, very powerful day on Monday for really going with the momentum, riding the wave. Tuesday, uh, also excellent day. Actually, Tuesday is the day that we can just really... Um, maximize things that are especially related to the arts, just breaking through what seems to be impenetrable walls, uh, peace resolution, mediation, uh, also tremendous for anything that's healing work, meditative, fabulous day the 26th. Then we get to Wednesday, the 27th. Now things are changing. Uh, Once we get by early morning, 9.36 a.m. when the moon goes void, of course, very nice, juicy energy that morning. Then the moon is void in the sign of Pisces until a little past noon and the times I give her Eastern time. So what happens as of 12.10 p.m. is that the moon enters Aries. Now, this isn't necessarily like, ooh, bad. Uh, Aries is a fire sign. It's what we call cardinal. It's very direct. People are going to want to get up, get moving. But it's energetically very different than what was available to us earlier in the week. Now, the void of course period, when I I talk about that, for those who don't listen regularly, in this case, it's just a couple hours and it's in the sign of Pisces. So that is an invitation to just lose yourself in whatever project or music or art or meditation, um, whatever you can do that just allows you to just stay with the coast whatever you're coasting on because when the moon's void of course it's not usually a good time to initiate or uh, engage in a new project because there's no real glue that holds anything together so we're better off just just floating for a while and enjoying the present and not no expectations When the moon is in Aries in the afternoon, evening, through the next day, the 28th, we're in a period that is very dynamic, very assertive, a bit aggressive, very different feel than what happened earlier in the week. The thing that's intriguing on the 27th is that there's a picture in the sky where Venus is in line with Neptune. So the ideal of that is that people feel a lot of very strong, loving connection, inspired, the highest octave of con- connectivity. And that's at 3.12 p.m. specifically. So the buildup to it may feel like still this opening of heart Because the moon is in Aries, some people may approach too fast, too aggressively, too hot. And so be aware of that. It's not necessarily bad. It's just something to be aware of. The next day on on Thursday, rather, the 28th, we're we're not in the groove of that <laughs> Venus Neptune energy, but we're really booking with that uh, Moon and Aries energy, and so it's a very like moving, wanting to get things asserted, said, headbutting, power struggles, and this is emphasized. Because on Friday the 29th, Pluto goes retrograde. Now, Pluto going retrograde, and we're also in the what we call the shadow or the the buildup before Mercury goes retrograde, uh, which will happen once we get into May. But what's going on at this point in time is that... We are in the space where things tend to get revealed and other things go underground. So, when the slow moving planets go retrograde or direct, there is a, a, a almost it's like a reset or a shift that's occurring. And Pluto, because it's about irrevocable transformation and uh, what's underneath the surface, going retrograde and in this rather intense couple of days, there's gonna be a lot of pushback. So we're gonna see pushback from, and think of a wounded animal in a corner That's the kind of energy that's around. So you don't necessarily want to poke the bear, but if there's things that you're working on, expressing and that you're really committed to truth to power with, these days may be particularly intense for you uh, because the... And we see it on the world stage, all the pushback of people who have had a lot of power and wealth and are feeling threatened. You know, and the question mark is, well, where exactly do they think the threat comes from? <laughs> and it's really a threat of their own making. So not to get in too deluded about that and yes most of us are not having direct dealings with like people who are uber wealthy or uber powerful but we get all the levels of stages of that kind of energy and how those who hold it feel threatened, and it it doesn't matter if it's the dynamics of a personal relationship, business relationship, exchange at a bank, or um, some kind of negotiation, if you find yourself in a situation or a confrontation that feels as though someone is very aggressively Almost like for survival, holding on to something or determined to win at something. It's a point where we ask ourselves, where is the give? Do I walk away? Or is this just way too important? And for people who are, have planetary energy, or angles in late degree of cardinal signs, Aries, Cancer, Capricorn, and Libra, this may be very personal for you or for someone in your life who's undergoing all that. So be aware that we don't want to dampen the energy at this point in time or try to diffuse it. You want to see it, but Ask yourself how deeply you want to engage. And you know, I I beat this like a mantra, including to myself. That's why it's like a mantra. (laughs) It's there's a difference between how I react and how I respond. So it's important to check in with the reaction, but then choose your response. So the moon goes void of course at 5:38 p.m. on Friday the 29th and it stays void until it enters Taurus at 8:19 p.m. Mercury meanwhile is entering Gemini and as I mentioned it will be going retrograde in uh, a little over a week. So some of us, especially people with strong Mercuries in their horoscope or um, Geminis or Virgos, you're probably already feeling like, ah, oh, signals are crossing, what's going on? When the moon enters Taurus at 8.19 p.m., now we're leading up to that new moon solar eclipse that happens on the 30th. And This is, the eclipses that happen over the end of this year are, they're of consequence because they are in, uh, they awaken the nodes of um, the nodal axis of Taurus and Scorpio. And so they are engaging those of us who have uh, strong connections to those signs but it's also having an effect on um, in the case of the united states the president of the united states whose horoscope basically reflects the mood of the country that's what happens with world leaders so because The president of the United States has, um, he's a Scorpio with the moon in Taurus. When we are going through these eclipses, in this case on the 30th, it's the new moon in the sign of Taurus. It is activating not only the individual, but the country of the United States. So... That's kind of a big deal. Uh, we have that also, interestingly, with the last president, Trump, who had uh, a full moon in dancing between Gemini and Sagittarius. This president, Biden, it's, we're looking at Scorpio, moon, and Taurus. And there there are no accidents in, in astrology and the geometry of how we watch the stars. Um, It's intriguing how this lights up what's going on with the United States leader uh, during this whole period that's uh, been so active for us as we've moved into this millennium. So Saturday the 30th, that solar eclipse new moon happens at 10 degrees Taurus, 28 minutes. And it is exact at 4.28 p.m. So the nice part about how this eclipse is lighting up this year is that it ends up making rather harmonious aspects with Venus and Pluto and Jupiter. I mean, it's all kind of good juice. It does, however, engage and require stepping up to responsibilities. So if you or a significant person or someone you're uh, dependent on or engaged in in an active way is avoiding responsibilities at this time, this is going to be a challenging new moon confrontation because it's basically saying uh step up you know declare determine what you're willing to do how you're going to do it and engage so and it's fixed because Taurus is we can say a lot of things about all the signs but uh Taurus is an earth sign it's it's loyal, it's tenacious, it stays on the task. It can be a bit brutal, think about the bull. It, it is determined to go uh, ploddingly, the course that it chooses to go. And so we want to make sure that we're on board and directed in something that we're willing to go the distance and make happen in the way that we choose. It's also because it it is an eclipse. And, so, and think about what was going on for you in 2004 at this point in time in the spring, because it, it tends to speak a lot about um, authority figures in our lives. So, For some of us, it can be very personal. It can be about father or or boss or or finding, and really, in the end, it's about finding the authority within. And so whatever commitments or responsibilities you may have at this time that may eclipse other things in your life, look at how you hold them, decisions you make about them, and what your ultimate goal is with them. Very powerful new moon. And Sunday we're in the uh waxing energy of this, and it's really very good heightened energy for us to keep aiming for what it is we wanna accomplish, especially things that have to do with finance, and our personal commitments and health. And now I turn it over to Susie.
1: So I invite everyone now to take that wonderful 10 little minutes that we do every week and just take a few deeper breaths and allow yourself to ah, arrive and be present. And as we do that, let's just check in with ourselves a little bit. Where am I? What am I up to? What am I feeling? And as uh, we are talking about our responses versus our reactions, Just allow that information to come up to the forefront of your mind, of your consciousness. And let's today examine a little bit of that reaction that we have that we call anger. And as we open up that can of worms, maybe for some of us, Let's just notice how much anger we have in our own lives about perhaps ourselves or about personal things around us. Or we might be part of the global anger situation where we're angry at the conditions in the world, angry at the injustice, angry at the war, Wars angry at the climate injustice. So just tap in and notice where you are on a scale of one to ten, one to one hundred with anger and whether you do feel any anger, what that anger is about. And just take a moment to assess that. Perhaps you're very involved with your own world and your own conditions and you're not really thinking about what's going on outside of your own bubble. And perhaps you're not angry about what's happening in the world at large but just in your own bubble. Just notice where you're at. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed even by your own bubble and it doesn't allow you to think about things outside. But every single human being has experienced anger in different ways and some of us work very hard to understand it, to use it as a tool for spiritual development. Some of us use it perhaps as a motivation to do things Some of us also just tap it down, suppress it, and push it away. But one thing I am very, very sure about is that there is always, always something behind anger. Anger always appears to be like a top layer. So let's just contemplate, just meditate a little bit. And we're doing this from our spiritual mind so it's always important when we're doing these types of talking meditations and meditation being simply a a focus of the mind it's important that we're doing this from a very spiritual point of view so that you can like an eagle flying high in the sky or a, or a vulture or a condor, one of those birds that flies very, very high in the sky, and you're looking down and you're examining so that when we do this, we're, we're examining through a spiritual lens. You're looking down and you're you're actually not getting involved with it, But you're observing and analyzing and having a a spiritual point of view. So now we can go into the, the state of anger and just look like what is behind that door of anger. And we might find that there's a lot of anxiety or fear. And much of our, 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 Anger about what's happening in the world can certainly be because we are fearful for people and for for our world. But also behind anger, we can also find confusion. Uh, We can also find a sense of uh, helplessness, like I can't do anything about it or even uh, a sense of despair we could feel that it's just overwhelming and too big for us we might also feel some some depression or sadness we might feel perhaps loneliness or or isolation depending On our point of view, the anger could be the outer layer of what's going on underneath, which could be guilt or or embarrassment, humiliation, many, many different levels. We might feel rejected. And of course, behind a lot of anger is simply being hurt, a feeling of being hurt, uh, of sadness, of even grief.
2: So, just
1: as you notice your anger or when anger has come up for you, always question if you can try and catch yourself like what's going on here and i'm am i afraid am i
2: sad am i feeling shame am i feeling hurt am i just feeling embarrassed am i feeling jealous envious Am I feeling guilty?
1: So I just always notice what is that underlying layer that anger is almost like the release valve where the pressure comes out, where underneath there's a deeper state. And let's look at that deeper state and learn what is my spiritual lesson from being in this state What can I learn? What from this place can be my takeaway, my understanding, so that I don't have to be in this reactive anger? What can I do? What can I do to make the situation better? How can I take responsibility for where I am now? How can I really understand my own feelings? and my own needs and step into a place literally of making this all work for me. So we ground the information with confidence, knowing that we know ourselves pretty well. And we, we, we bring courage to the situation, knowing that, yes, from this place I can grow, from this place, from this story, from this condition, from this situation, I can grow. I can really in this place practice awareness. I can be vulnerable. I can show who
2: I am and be who I am. And I can be here and fully embodied. Spirit, self, identity, all here.
1: So, as we gently just recognize this within ourselves, recognizing that, of course, this is with everybody else, there is always a story behind the anger. There is always the feeling and perhaps next time we're around angry people, we can perhaps reach out to help them if we can and just ask them what's going on and help to find what is the the deeper layer here. It's time for us to all deepen now, deepen into self-awareness, and loving kindness gently we take a few deeper breaths knowing that this loving kindness is within all of us and as we're ready opening our eyes and spreading all this loving kindness to all beings everywhere thanks so much everyone for joining us thank you Pam again as always for it incredible insight. And we'll see you all next week. Love now. You have been listening
0: to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's
2: podcast. Please share and have a great week.